Welcome to Battle and Kill Buzz podcast. Make sure you follow us on all socials for extra crack and madness. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. See, we did the rock challenge last week. Two out of the three of the Humbrays did it. Um, <laughs> uh, six to know that one lad didn't. I'm not quite making any, pointing out any names, but figure it out by process elimination. Yeah, by process elimination. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. me and Adam, so just take your guess from there. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you? I'll ask you first, Adam. How did the challenge go? Yeah, it was good. I kind of, they stuck to it well enough. Like, kind of getting up half three was probably a rough, no, it wasn't even that bad because it kind of, you kind of get that rush if you just kind of wake up and you're right, right, I'll just do it. And I kind of, it was a bit handy knowing that like you were up as well because we kind of had a little bit of chat like there that morning before we went out for, I went out for a run anyway, like, and it was, um that was really weird just being out, out in town and like, and then I felt really odd when uh, someone would be driving to work or something like that. They'd pass me a tree in the morning, my like my high vis and my my hat and all that, and it's like out for a jog, like you know. Yeah, yeah. And how like what was the hardest thing you say for you? I know it was a tough challenge in general, but what do you think was the toughest thing about it? Um, to be honest, the food, like um, like it was. I felt good in the sense that it was very healthy food. It was very balanced, all the meals like that. But it was just so much of it, and I'd be like um. I, you'd kind of be finishing something like like a, and they're all pretty big you know like they're they'd fill you up like AI different stuff to do I had like college work and zoom calls and all to be doing and um like, and then I found I was um I had like a lot of energy to start off with like I got that sense of motivation of like being the only one that's awake at that hour feeling like kind of getting a bit of work done when everyone else is asleep and, and then just have a bit of time for myself I enjoyed that but then as the day went on, I just got really tired from like, obviously it's the lack of sleep catching up with me. And then also probably it's all the food just makes you very sleepy. Yeah, it did. And it just proves to me like the rock isn't human. Like mm. it, like a day, it's such a long fucking day. Like, oh my God, yeah. like even um half three, like I was looking at the clock at nine o'clock in the morning. It felt like it was like six or seven in the evening, you know, that kind of way. And you're like, fucking hell. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, um, and the amount he's eaten as well. Like like by nine o'clock, I had eaten probably what I'd eaten two weeks. Like, you know, like I'd had a lot. Honestly, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was just it was rough going. But there's no way he does that. I don't think he does that seven days a week, though, because he, he didn't get fuck all work done, like actually in that day, though. Well, if you think about it. Yeah. If he, like, he, he's a millionaire now. He's a millionaire. And he. Probably has a personal chef. Probably oh. has his own nice, really nice home gym somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, probably has bastard. a pool and everything. You know, he probably That's enjoys it, it if, if anything. And then at the end of the day, he's getting into his fucking Lamborghini or whatever and going where he wants. Like, you know what I mean? For people like us, well, you and Danny, um, like, you're getting up and, it, like, you know, I'd say it would be a lot nicer to do it if you were in a big fuck off mansion with like a personal chef. And you know, what I mean? yeah. like you're thinking, you're thinking, oh, you didn't get that much time to do work. But at the end of the day, you know, if you weren't cooking the food yourself, you'd have a lot more time. You'd probably save an hour or two. Was there any part of the? Was there any part of the challenge you didn't actually pass that you, like you just didn't do? Like you tried to do but just didn't pass. Well, yeah, it was um for me anyway. It was not having not being able to go to a gym really set me back because it was like a lot of my time was spending. Okay, what can I do? And then kind of making adjustments to that. So the set the third workout of the day, the upper body one, that was like I feel like I didn't go as hard as I could. Just between like just being really tired at that stage and also like 
not having the equipment. I was I was lucky enough. One of my friends who lives nearby, he um, I got in touch with him and he lent me two dumbbells, and then I used like a small like kind of coffee table as like preaching machine, and that was like a mess, and you know like, and um, so that was probably the bit I failed at. Yeah, and how about yourself? Um, I failed the spinach part of it. I've never it's like I, I, yeah like it wasn't like disgusting like it didn't it was just bland like there was no taste and so I just like it was like it was like eating grass or something it was pure like eating bits out of the forest like it was like quarter yeah yeah and it was just did you like, cook it or did you have it like raw um I was gonna have it raw but my mom said no look just cook it it'll taste nicer and I said fucking hell I would have hated to eat it raw Jesus um but it was, yeah yeah it was it, like it wasn't like it didn't taste bad it was just like the raw eggs tasted bad but it was just kind of like just no taste. It was kind of just like eating bits of cardboard. Like it was just you. It was just no satisfaction in it. Now onto the fucking. What's your story now? You didn't do the challenge. Fucking explain yourself. <laughs> I didn't do the challenge. I did not. Um, I probably could have if I really, really. If you really fucking wanted to. If, if you really, really, really had the. Oh, okay, Rich. Yeah, yeah. You know, committing to uh, the cause. Yeah, I was yep. actually going to sleep when you guys were uh, getting up to do the challenge. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, I actually kind of forgot it was on that day until Adam sent a bunch of food into the into the into the group chat, and I was kind of like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah. And I, I I was kind of thinking like, "Oh, I'll just run to the shops." And I checked my bank account, and I only had like five euro in it, so um, oh. I didn't think I'd get very far with five euro. Um, so instead. I just I I, I, I I went for a walk. I went for a walk. There you go. You know, uh, a nice a nice lion. Um, lovely, lovely. You had a great fucking day, so I Jesus, you really day. got out of the woods. But you know, at the end of the day, I did live like the rock because I had the mentality of the rock. I was just chilling. Yeah, you know? I just didn't use it. Happy, you yeah, did yeah. his day off. You yeah, did his day off routine. Off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his uh, cheat meal thing was he has the big cheesecake and the yeah. pancakes and all that. <laughs> Nearly. I was gonna get um like a Samoan tattoo as well, you know the big like the Mary ones across my chest. Oh, yeah. but I was <laughs> doing the, done um, what do you call it? The prick and jab thing with a pen. And I was oh, doing yeah. it. My mom saw me. Oh. And she like jumped away. So now she's got about. It was kind of weird how it happened. Like I was doing it, and she got jumped away. So now she's got about half a half a Mary thing up her arm now. So <laughs> that's gonna be hard to explain. But I think <laughs> this is about all I got done. You can see that, so it's not exactly the rocks kind of tattoo, but no, it's, it's not exactly slight, slight it off. <laughs> yeah, just a bit higher up the air. Um, I was like, part of me did want to do that, like, so, like, so, I don't like, I don't know how I would have done it, like, face paint or something, but to do a full, like, think like a sleeve up my arm, be like that. So, but I did <laughs> yeah. one for another day. Did you, um, did you listen to his uh, rap song? Uh, I'll try today, like, oh, oh the driving power one. Yeah, yeah. I actually, yeah, I actually did listen to a bit of it. To be fair, I didn't know that was him. Yeah, it's looking it. um, but yeah, that, no, I didn't know. I, yeah. I just thought you kind of. I knew you, you always said that to me. Go, but anytime life was ever going tough for you, you're just like, yeah, it's about driving power, Dan. Uh, so I knew well <laughs> you were big into it, aren't you? Um, but, uh, but I just yeah. think it's funny. Like, it's just, yeah, no, it is. No, I, like, I, I do like it. In the studio, like you know. Yeah, yeah. I like. I like. He seemed like the kind of guy who would listen to his own songs. So I was like, yeah, I'll put that on. Yeah, the fucking ego. Uh, yeah, oh. but uh, yeah, he's was... earned it. I think he's earned the right to be a bit vain out of rock. I yeah, I think he's worked hard enough. Getting up oh. at three every morning does kind of give yeah. you that. 
credit to be fair oh yeah let me tell you i was like lording that over my family like this week or even that day say oh you're just getting up are you yeah i've been Lazy. up for a few hours yeah, some of them, some of them. yeah <laughs> nothing big um so yeah. that was uh that was yeah so that's the rock challenge we'll uh i really enjoyed it yeah you really enjoyed it. yeah you, i bet you did reese <laughs> So yeah, we'll have, the, we'll have the vlog up for that on Sunday at 9pm, so that promises to be exciting. Uh, so yeah, if you're listening to this, it'd be probably a Saturday evening, um, if you're listening to it when it comes out first. Uh, so yeah, we'll move on to the topic now. So what we're going to do every week is we're going to pick a topic out of a hat, or out of a, bo- a quality street box, because there's no other use quality for the quality street, box. quality topic box. And let Reese uh, pick out the topic, just so he feels like he did something this week. Oh, thanks, Danny, I appreciate now, it. Now, rustle it up a bit for the camera. Now, don't look. You looked no, at that one. Oh, that yeah. one flipped over. Oh, you're right. It should be a bag. Right. Okay. No, 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 I'll shake it. I'll shake it and you pick it. Christ. Like a 10 year old. What superpower would you want? Oh, tasty. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Right. Let's oh. go. Right, Reese, you get to start. I used to have a superpower now. I'd have the ability to make. Does it have to be a superpower that already exists? No, fucking make up your own, would you? But it would be, I'd, I'd like the ability to make anything and everything appear in front of me whenever I want it. Okay. okay, exactly. And it could be any, it could be fictional, it could be any, anything okay. at all. Right. Be made up. Make an example. Let's say I wanted to have Superman's powers. Tasty. Click my finger. Or click my finger. So your superpower would be to have any superpower. I my superpower is <laughs> to do whatever I want. Okay. Just click, the click my finger to not choose like. Pops up. Superman. Eases your Superman now. Okay. Well, that's, yeah, that's... Actually, I don't want to be Superman anymore. That is the Click loophole. my finger. There's another pill. Okay, that's definitely a loophole in the question because that makes... Yeah, okay, it's kind of boring. Okay, don't really. <laughs> this one super. You can only Something have Something like... Okay, yeah, so, okay we, should, we take it back. You can't pick whatever you want. You have to yeah, pick yeah, one. Sorry, yeah, just... Everything apart from everything, yeah. basically. Anything apart from everything. <laughs> I wouldn't mind having Superman. I'd make superpowers. you actually choose something recently. Oh no, Superman superpowers. Okay, what what is this? Okay, he, he can fly, can he? He can fly. He can just he's just he's just basically gone. Yeah, it's it just looks cool. Like it's always hard. Like oh, I just fucking would love to fly. You know, what's what would be your superpower of choice? Um, well, Reese already stole everything, so suppose <laughs> we'll go more specific. <laughs> uh, I always thought like like what would be. I'm trying to think what would be handy. Like, I always thought, like, the flashes powers are cool. Like, be able to, like, move really fast. But then also I heard a thing where it's, like, um, if you have, like, super speed, does that mean that everything happens, like, really slowly for you? If you get me? So it's, like, if oh. you're waiting in line, does it take, like, a... Does it feel like you're waiting there for an hour? Yeah, so what, you're like, there for, like, oh, yeah, because they think their life is going at normal speed. Yeah, because then everything would go slow. That makes sense, actually. Yeah, so I think that would be get fairly miserable after a while. So it feels like, you know, a day feels like it's a year and like, you know, a week feels like a decade. So I think that would kind of get you. Could you flip it the other way then and make life go slower so then it actually goes faster? Or you make so you, you, the power of super slowness, like <laughs> yeah, basically just don't move. Uh, for I'd, be, a year. I'd be the slow. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. like the world is like a roller coaster for me. Like I'm like, what this phenomenon? I'm like really slowly walking down the street. So that'd be your superpower then, yeah. Yeah, no, I the ability to go super slow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Every man's dream. Because I just want life to be over. So it's just like <laughs> No, fair enough. Um uh, mine would be uh it would be like to be invisible. So the reason like oh, 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 
Oh. You and Reese make a fine pair of the extra vision. <laughs> <laughs> um, what it would be to be invisible because um, it would be this kind of is like a deep enough reason for it, but like you could see what people say about you. I actually think that would be so oh, interesting. You know yeah, what okay. else, Danny? You could, <clears throat> you could just pick the ability to read fucking minds. Like, I feel like if you want to... Yeah, that. that's actually another one. Yeah, that Would, would any of you oh, pick that I feel one? like then that would be like... That would be boring where it's like you're thinking, oh, someone's just saying, oh, look, that's a tree. And they're just thinking like, all right, move my arm, walk left, right. Oh, look at this book. And they're just like, it just drives me mad. Are you telling me when you walk down the stairs, you go... Think you're thinking in your head, move my left foot, move my right foot. Yeah, what do you think like, about when you walk down the stairs? Like, would you not think mm, I'm going down the stairs? <laughs> yeah, yeah what's your exact thought process? These stairs looking like scary. I haven't written it down in a while now, but um, <laughs> that's good then. But that I'd ask you the same question then, like, would you flip it where you're like super visible? Like yeah, you, you switch on your powers and it's like you start glowing or something and people are like, <laughs> oh man, look at that guy. You're walking around Grange and like, you wouldn't need your high-vis hat or your high-vis jacket no. on him. You know, You're just glowing. Exactly, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, but it's like, it's not even that. It's like people just notice you more. They're like, oh, look, look, who's that guy? It's Dan. Wow. <laughs> I've, no, I prefer the invisibility. I wouldn't. I don't like the attention now. I wouldn't. I have enough mm. attention drawing to myself now accidentally, so I don't... Um, yeah. Just by falling over things, but uh, no, I don't yeah, think so. I'd you do it then to like be listen to people what they say about you, was it? Yeah, and I know that sounds nosy as fuck, but it's only stuff about me. I would not ever communicate anything about anyone else, It'd be only for my own good. So, why, okay, did right, yeah. to, why did you want to know what anyone else is saying about you? Because you can use it against them, then you could use it against them. That's the only reason you, you know what else you could use against them. Superman's power, and as well as that, when you're invisible, you kick, when you're invisible, you <laughs> get out of them and they never good see you. To be honest with you, I feel like you get very bored. You'd regret that power in like two years' time. Like in two years' time, you won't give a shit what other people think about you. But like, the fact you know is, the superpower you can change. You can become visible and then invisible. Mm. Yeah, but like, how are you going to show anyone that you can go invisible if they can't see you? Well, if you're standing in front of them, like, nobody. Yeah, exactly. Know. Like you, I can't run that fast. Like if if you start, if you just disappear within like two seconds, <laughs> they're kind of like, okay, there's something up here. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's yeah. But would you not pick a superpower that's more handy? Like Superman can go fly wherever he wants. Like if I wanted to go to the shops or something like that, pick myself up some I don't know cookies or something like I could just fly fly over there. And then it could scare people as well. Like you know, if someone starts like talking shit about me or something like, oh, you know, I can fly. Yeah. And then they'll they'll be like, no, you can't. And then you just start levitating. And they'll be like, okay, that is okay. Shit, this guy means business. Her name like. Yeah, your superhero name, yeah. So we'll start with you, Adam, since it was your idea. So uh, I would go for something like the slug or the turtle. Just because I have my level to go. But I wouldn't, I guess I'd have to have like some, like my costume would be something like, I have, a sh- I have an indestructible shield, but only on my back. <laughs> yeah. So if someone attacked me from the front, I'm gone. Because like, they're moving too fast for me to stop them. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'd be the, I'd be the killcock turtle. Um, right, we over to you. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm just Superman. Like, so. Oh, so Superman's your name, right? No, I have to have something, something interesting. I, have to I think that'd be funny to see. Yeah, I'm the Superman. I'm just. I'm just saying on him. Like, yeah. Basically, I'm just Superman. And. Mm-hmm. The yeah, human drone. I'm gonna go with Superman. I'll take, take over Superman. No, I have to think of something funnier. This town. Oh, it's town's flying man or something. Yo, it's down drone man. 
yeah. the Ovid sound. You could make it like what's the, the word? Drone. Alliteration. So the Ovid yeah. sound. What's a bird that begins with O? Oyster. No, that's a fucking fish. Um, oyster. <laughs> That'd be funny. I mean, the Ovid sound oyster. The Ovid sound oyster. So the yeah. Kilcock snail. The Ovid sound oysters. What'll be your name then? I was thinking of something like the Phantom Menace. But like, uh, what about the, the, the <laughs> what were you saying, Adam? The the band that killed both or the band that killed ghost or something? Band that killed ghost. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, band that killed. Was it the the cap of phantom like? Yeah, the cap. Yeah, the phantom. Yeah, cap of phantom. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Yeah, no, but I, I genuinely like if I could wake up and have one thing. Obviously, like world peace is obviously the first thing I would wish for, but uh, it wouldn't mm. the second one would be to fly. I mean, fucking be invisible. Sorry, <laughs> slipped out there. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, no, that would be That's good. Now, yeah, so, then, uh, what, what what would our um, superhero team be then? The Indestructibles, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, it's good. <laughs> we could just call ourselves the Hombres and just get matching outfits. Be tasty. Well, all of yeah, our superheroes so far right. don't benefit anyone. Could benefit all us. Our, That's the main no, benefit <laughs> us. We just be called uh, the, the, the the useless. The That's Hombres. Just the useless. El Hombradio. Yeah. Like really, because like yeah. I like I'd be getting in the way of things. I'd be just moving slow and be like kind of getting away traffic if I was crossing the road. And Reese, you'd just be like disturbing flight patterns, like you flying around like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I'd just be like. You'd be arrested after the first week. You'd be intercepting fucking planes and yeah, all. Yeah, you'd be. Super <laughs> like, or sorry, I'm the yeah. oyster, so I can just like leave whenever I want. They put me in handcuffs. Yeah, that's the, the thing. No one's got. No one can fuck. stop Reese, but nobody likes him either. Like that, that's the same with me. Like if you put handcuffs on me, I just go invisible and I'm gone. Like. Yeah, but yeah, then you then you he's invisible with handcuffs on you. Yeah, Phantom Menace. <laughs> you're not strong, like there's no good. Just let you. It's no good being invisible when you're locked in a cell. Like they can't lock anyone invisible. So in Dan, a cell. yeah, they can. Have you ever seen air locked in a room? Like it's just air. So, so that's, just why did I say it like that? Exactly. Yeah. Well, they won't know. So maybe they'll open the cell. Then that's Dan's chance to escape. My exactly. question is though: Do your clothes turn invisible, or do you have to be in like in the net for it to work? So I have to be naked to actually be invisible. Okay, so I have to walk around naked yeah. around like, fucking battling the kill all my yeah, life. What happens if you like? I take it or something. If you sneeze or yeah. something, you accidentally turn uninvisible. So if you make any sound, you turn uninvisible. <laughs> I mean, visible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's. I take it though. Like, obviously, if you t- if you start talking, obviously the game is over anyway. So like, you might as well turn back to your. <laughs> I think it'd be bad though. If people knew, like, people could smell you. Right? Well, that's Danny. Here he comes again. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we'll become superheroes. We are the we'll useless indestructibles. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, if someone yeah, could, so like, if, if anyone listening is like artistic, they could drop a little like cover for us, like a little yeah, exactly. action yeah, shot but... of the, was it the Killcock Snail, Bandicoot Phantom, a Phantom and the, what was it, the, the Oyster, was it, Reese? The oyster, yeah, the nice oyster. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what, what, what? Right. <laughs> yeah, literally the only fucking thing. Just because, with, oh, just because Danny turned around and said, "Oh, think of a think of a bird that begins with oh oyster." Oyster, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's that topic sword. So yeah, hope you enjoyed that. So now, challenge for this week. So um, uh, we're gonna see how interesting our lives actually are because we know we're great, but we're just gonna see what the actual viewers think. <laughs> Um, so we're just who's, gonna. Who's the viewer's favorite? Who's the viewer's favorite? Exactly. Both, so um, yeah. So we're gonna see. So we're basically just gonna vlog, like, video log our lives, video blog our lives for a week. So basically, just like, basically everything we do in a week, we just kind of have to follow ourselves with a video. It's much easier than the rock challenge. We won't be getting sick or anything like that after it. So should and we'll basically see at the end of it who has the most interesting life. So um, 
it's all going down this week. So, uh, yeah, he's looking forward to it, boys. Yep. Get creative, that'll be a bit fun. I'm going to yeah. just do, like, crazy stuff, like, I don't know. Go, like, I'll, I'll do the rock challenge for one day and pretend I don't know every day. Or just yeah. video of uh, oh. entries every day, change my outfit. Yeah. Oh, uh, this is it's just your rock challenge out on loop. Just up at three o'clock. The days is the same, but that's just because my uh, clock is broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, well, I think we'll just have to kind of make our lives ultra exciting. Like, we'll have to def- yeah, like we will be struggling. Though. Yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Um, but... That'd be fun. It'd be a bit of, like, reality TV or something going. Yeah, it'd be a rest anyway. You wouldn't know. You want, we want it to be hauling timber over our shoulders as well this week. So, no. How many of you get arrested over the course of the week? You automatically win. Just saying. Okay, that perfect. would be really ideal, actually, for, like, getting people come, come and watch you now. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Good. Instagram live from the prison cell. All right, boys. Sure, we'll um we'll finish it off there. We'll top it off. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Mind yourselves. Good luck. Okay. See you, folks. Yeah. No, great. What's your dream if you have one? Yeah, I actually have a dream. It sounds a bit Martin Luther like, but uh, maybe some people may consider it to be a bit narcissistic. But for me, it's very. It's actually like that. I want when I'm 80, 90, or 200 years old with a neural link in my fucking brain. I want to stand in a stadium of hundreds of thousands of people who are going to say, David either saved my life or changed my life massively. I actually have such big aspirations and hundreds of thousands isn't even enough. I want, I would genuinely want it to be millions because if I look at the teachers that I have in different industries, like their biggest impact happens between the age of 60, 70, 80, and 90, because the brand you build accumulates over that period of time. So I have huge dreams of like, I want my life to be meaningful, right? Brandon Borchnard, he says it so nicely, he says at the end of our life, we're going to ask ourselves three different questions. Did I live? Did I love? Did I matter? Right? And the matter part is really, really, really important because life is going to throw all kinds of challenges at you. And if you don't have anything to live for, it's going to feel really, really meaningless, really empty. Viktor Frankl, right? A Holocaust survivor. He said that a lack of meaning leads to apathy. And then that creates all kinds of addictions, you know? So, uh, no, I, I really want to have a massive positive impact on people. I would have looked at, like, your page and kind of assumed, you know, as you do with all the influencers, you're kind of giving dating advice. Obviously, you have it all together, like you have a girlfriend and stuff. So, obviously, you're allowed to give that, you're kind of qualified to give that advice anyway. It's, you know, you're not single. Like, it's probably tougher when someone's single to give that advice. But, like, so you're saying you kind of came from being lonely and being, were you with the wrong people? Yeah, so for me, it wasn't necessarily the lonely thing. It was being married to the wrong person. Okay, so I was married to a woman and she, she was absolutely not right for me, not to say that she was a bad person. I don't think I'm one either. Right. But there was such a huge lack of compatibility regarding our values, personalities and goals. It just didn't make any sense. But I met her when I was 19. She was a little bit older than me and I had no understanding. I kind of just fell into it because, oh, somebody's giving me attention. Right. I didn't have a lot of options to choose from. So I was like, oh, finally, somebody who was somewhat interested in me. It didn't matter that we were fighting all the time. It didn't matter that there was there were a lot of things about my personality she just didn't like, which created friction. If you're with somebody and you sense the person barely tolerates your existence as opposed to actually being excited to be with you, it chips away at your self-esteem continuously and it fucks you up. And so, yeah, I was married. I went through a huge, like I went for a year and a half. I suffered tremendously and I'm not very religious, but a little bit spiritual. And I believe that life gave me a second chance and it put somebody next to me. And there was a guy who joined a month after me in the same company who was heavily involved in the dating industry. And so I started going out with him and like basically I ended the marriage at some point because I realized it's just so bad for me and for her. 
um, simply because of a lack of compatibility. That's the biggest thing, compatibility. And so we started going out together. And I remember, like, I'd be the guy in the nightclub standing in the corner with his beer, looking over, and it would take him an hour and two gluten-free ginger beers to finally be able to walk over to somebody and say hi, right? There was this one time that exactly that particular thing happened in Germany. I was in a nightclub. This is in a German nightclub. I speak German. Everybody else presumably speaks German. I'm standing there. My friend is dancing with a girl. He's having a great time. Turns out at the end of the night, she's a prostitute. I didn't know that anyway. He seemed to be having a great time, right? And I see a girl. I want to go and say hi. I was so nervous. My heart was beating. I had no idea what to do. I didn't know. I had no idea. I, was completely, I felt completely lost. I had two beers. And finally, my heart was pounding. My, my palms were sweating. I walked over to her and I asked her because I was so afraid. I was such a quote unquote beta, as they say, even though I don't really yeah. like that word, that I asked her in English, excuse me, where are the toilets? And she gives me this look like, eh, with, with disgust on her face, almost, yeah. you know? She understood, but she's like, who the fuck is this guy? And I remember vividly the sensation of shame in my body, like blood rushing to my head. It's like, oh shit, everybody's staring at me. I just wanted to die. So I just like walked away pretty quickly to the toilet and calmed down there for a few minutes. So it was really bad. But then afterwards, like I started going out with him and I just, man, I remember the first time after going out with him for three weeks, I was in a nightclub in Dublin. I was talking to a Spanish girl and I was still socially retarded at that stage. And she asks me, so are you going to kiss me or what? I was like, uh, and I remember, man, I walked home that night listening to a lot. I was walking home along the Liffey, right? And I was listening to Imagine Dragons, man. And it was like a firework in my brain. And how did you like overcome it? I'm just so like amazed how like someone can go. Because I'm probably similar like to that. And just like you're in a nightclub and you just can't get the balls to talk to someone. And it's just so nerve wracking and you're sweating, dripping out of you. Like, how do you go from being like that to being confident with women? Or does that, it's obviously not an overnight thing. It takes time, like. It's important that we look at the two different ways to build confidence. One way to build confidence, if I were to ask you, what's an area in your life that you're confident in? Um, I suppose sports probably would be one thing I'd be confident with. And why are you confident in that area? Um, I suppose I'm always practicing. I always work hard at it, maybe. In fact, I've done it for so long, maybe just keep repeating it. That's probably it, I suppose. Yeah, probably you'd say because you're good at it. But yeah, I suppose, yeah. I'm just a bit, yeah, a bit modest. I don't like to say that, but yeah, I'm not too bad. At it, I know, yeah. I know, I know, bro. I know, I know you're Irish. I get it. I understand. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, because you're good at it, right? Because you're competent. In psychology, they call that the confidence competence loop. The better you get at something, the more confident you get. And sometimes in life, we experience fear. It makes a whole lot of sense to listen to it. If you experience fear at the thought of jumping out of a building, seeing if you can fly, that fear makes a lot of sense. And you should listen to that, right? Yeah. Yeah. But if you're in a nightclub or in a Starbucks and you see an attractive lady and you want to go and introduce yourself in an effective and respectful way, is it object? Is there any, I should objectively evaluate if something can go wrong? No, not really. What can happen? She can reject me. That's it. If I'm a respectful person and I go and say hi and she says, no, that's fine. Anybody gets rejections. Fine. One solution is just do it over and over again. Get your first 50 rejections. Okay, the first thing you should do is get 50 rejections and watch the physiological response of fear and shame decrease drastically. Things that we can actually do to influence our mental and emotional state. And if people would actually understand what I'm about to say, if they actually got it, their life would change dramatically, not just in dating, but in all other areas. Because you can learn to create all kinds of emotional states. People think, oh, something happens 
something good happens, I feel good. Something bad happens, I feel bad. But no, first of all, we're meaning making machines. It's not the thing that happens, the rejection, the fact that the girl laughs, the fact that she may cheat on you with somebody else. It's not the thing, but the meaning you give it that creates the emotion afterwards. You can, for example, things any man should do. You should work out three to four times a week. That will neurologically make you more confident, neurologically. Then there's things like sauna, cold bath, your nutrition. There's a lot of structural things that you can do to become more confident. And then it's also another thing is, so that's physiology. Then it's okay, what do I focus on and how do I speak to myself? What's my inner dialogue? Most men, and I, I got to say, man, as amazing as people in Ireland are, you guys have a very, very harsh inner dialogue when it comes to speaking with yourselves. You guys are very hard on yourselves. Wouldn't you say that's true? No, that is true. We're very, I think we're, we've no, maybe we have a slight kind of undercurrent of confidence, but we don't probably have what other, like the Americans would be fierce, kind of like that's a generalization, but like we, I think we kind of like to put ourselves down and we nearly kind of enjoy that nearly. I think that kind of over, that kind of protects us from rejection maybe. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but we do, we do like to put and ourselves it must down. Be, it is so deeply ingrained in your culture, right? It's yeah. this idea of, because like I was married to an Irish woman, so I know it inside out. As far as a non-Irish person can know the culture, I believe I do. Um, and I understand it, it's very ingrained in the culture. But the thing is, it's, it's, well, what happens is it makes you relatable, right? Because yeah. you guys look at Americans <laughs> and they're overly confident. You're like, what the fuck is that? You know, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, that's just arrogant. But you've realized successfully, you've realized that, oh, if I'm humble and I downplay my own success, people like me better. It makes me relatable, right? Now, the problem with that is that it can actually hinder your success in the long term. And I think being, being humble in a normal human way is good. But let me tell you something that Charlie Munger said. Charlie Munger is Warren Buffett's business partner, multi-billionaire, okay? He says, never underestimate the man who overestimates himself. And he said that in relation to Elon Musk, but you could say that in relation to Conor McGregor, you could say that in relation to almost anybody, right? A slight degree of calm, like in dating in particular, you have to develop an almost unreasonable degree of confidence because women like that. Yeah, they do. Yeah, because you, you can't go up to someone like nervous because automatically, look, I'm not, you're obviously the guy who knows about this, but I think just practically, if you go up to someone and you're nervous and you're sweating, dripping off you, like it's, it's, you've already started on the, on the bad foot, on the back foot. The question I suppose is like, how do you change to make yourself like not hate them situation? Because I know you say, you obviously, you kind of answered this question already. But I suppose just like my own personal sense, like nearly the fact you know what's going to happen. How do you go about changing yourself? Well, I'll tell, I'll tell you exactly. So first of all, you, there's only two ways of getting dates, right? That's real life and online. And what we need to do with a person like that, or if, if somebody is listening to that, who is in that position, you need to, as soon as possible, create positive reference experiences for yourself. How do you do that? You pull from all channels that are available to you. So one is you get style advice. A friend of yours, you find somebody online, somebody, you have to get better clothing. Uh, not, not you, I mean one, right? Yeah. One gets better clothing. One gets a better haircut. Like the, you take care of your physical appearance. That being said, if you have extraordinary communication skills, I can wear whatever I want <laughs> and I can get amazing dates. It doesn't matter yeah. because that's not online in real life. The second she meets me, she realizes, holy shit, I've never experienced anybody communicating with me in that manner. Now, it's still important to develop the skill to speak to any woman wherever you are. So you should do that for a small period of time. But then it's about getting dates from online, 
one, because that's going to, if you have a couple, if you have one or two successful dates, that's going to make you really confident. You know, it's going to make it easier to start talking to Sinead and Starbucks, for example. Yeah. Right. So that's one you, you, you do do exactly these steps and you'll get more dates. That'll help because what's a rejection anyway. Oh, a random stranger rejected me. I've been able to live my whole life successfully without the approval of this one person, but now my entire world falls apart. Men also, you know, this concept of a one, the one. Now I talk about, I talk to men about helping you find your dream partner and the right one, but there's not just one right one. Percentage wise is very little, but the total amount is large. There's 4 billion women in the world. Okay. Yeah. Anybody who thinks there's only one, one is an idiot. It's a very dangerous concept because what if the one rejects you? Well, then your life is factually over. The only source of happiness for you is gone. So obviously the only appropriate emotional response is depression. Yeah. But yeah, no, like there were taught that through like all the movies, all the romantic movies that like, yeah, this is the one. If this doesn't happen, it's gay. It's the end game. Basically, you're absolutely right. The, this there is a mass scale hypnosis and i don't want to sound like conspiracy theories because i don't think there's 21 billionaires smoking cigars sitting in a dark room destroying the world i don't believe that i think these are processes that are happen organically but there is a large scale social conditioning that's always been happening we're always conditioning each other right as in learning there's two ways to learn from your own experience and from other people and you can't learn everything by yourself because the cost associated to that would be infinitely high as in, if we didn't learn from other people, we wouldn't know not to jump out of a window. We wouldn't know not to touch the oven. We wouldn't, we'd basically die, right? So we can't learn everything by ourselves. So we need to learn from other people. But learning from other people means we learn some good things and some things that aren't so good. Now, I believe, like some people are like, society is so messed up. No, man, society is pretty good. Look, go back 100, 200 years ago. I'm from Germany. I could tell you around 80, 90 years ago, society in Germany was a lot worse, especially if you're Jewish, you know? Yeah. So it's like... Society is really, really, really good. There's a lot of amazing things about society, but there's also things that are terrible about society, which is first of all, music, right? Most, I actually like pop music. I really enjoy it, but the music makes men into betas. It, it just is the case. Oh, Wait. you broke me first. Do you actually <laughs> listen to the lyrics? I mean, what the fuck is going on here? Most of the lyrics, Sorry, yeah? But do you think, you know, I, I do get what you mean, but I doubt it turns an alpha into a beta. And that's probably a bit too far now, I would say. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not really. Because look, imagine if, look, if a man has a strong environment of other men who are successful. And again, this alpha beta thing, it's just, it sounds weird. And I don't mean alpha is somebody with a big biceps and a dude who's arrogant or a fuckboy or some pickup artist nonsense. No, yeah, none of that. Yeah. It just describes a desirable versus undesirable state, okay? Mm. Desired outcome versus current state, okay? Like yeah. better or worse, that's literally all that means. And then obviously some creative people on the internet have come up with Sigma, whatever the hell that means. Oh, but if you think about it, if a man has a lot of alpha dudes around him, right? He knows how to talk to women. He's kind of like, he has an understanding of business. His life is good. Then listening to music is not gonna turn him into a beta, I agree. but. If a lot of men, most men do not have that positive influence in their life. So music plays a role, but it's not just music. Music adds, let's say that adds, however, a few percentile. Then movies play into that. Why do you think most men are in the position they're in? Because they lack a positive influence. Nobody teaches them how to talk to women. And society already expects you to know how to talk to women as a man, doesn't it? Yeah, they should have a few fucking dating classes or something because we're all struggling, especially in oh. Ireland, we're terrible at it. Yeah. 
because the mainstream tells you just be yourself just be a gentleman just listen and everything's going to go well but that didn't really work out well <laughs> did it but then this pickup artists were just about okay how do i put this having intimacy with as many women as possible okay to put it politically correct that's not what you want either now obviously you have to go through a dating phase the best way to get a high quality relationship is to get some amount of experience and then choose the best potential partner from that but it's not just about like how 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 blatantly can i be with my communication oh as, as blatant as you want okay it's not about putting your dick into as many holes as possible okay because <laughs> that's not going to fulfill you in the long term it really isn't you yeah. know it really isn't because let me tell you something when you and i've gone through that phase like i like i have an insane amount of experience with women from a lot of different countries around the world it's actually insane but i can tell you what makes you happy is being with a woman who supports okay you want to she has to be physically attractive right you mm. have to have personality compatibility and she has to be intelligent because sex is like for 20 30 percent of a relationship a woman who supports you a woman who's loyal a woman who's not a hoe that is amazing to find someone like that you know somebody yeah. that you know you can trust that somebody who cheers you on who's excited to be with you not just tolerates your presence but somebody who's excited to be with you you're excited to be with her that is one of the most fulfilling things in your life Oh, it is, yeah. Like, and lads probably rush into it, but what uh, they rush into, I suppose. I think desperation, like even like I could probably talk about this myself, but like I think, like you even said it with like the girl you married. Like, it's probably you're like Jesus. Maybe if I don't go for this one, maybe no one will ever come again. And it's that probably doubt in your mind because maybe the probably the rejection and the fear of further rejection. You're probably like, fuck. I may take this one because if this one goes, my life is over. And it's that kind of thing about people thinking they need a partner in life. Absolutely, man. You're 100% right. I had a physical fear in my chest saying, I'm afraid to lose her. I'd be on holidays after we get engaged, a couple of months after, I'd be on holidays visiting my uncle in Germany, wake up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night for no fucking reason. <gasps> I don't want to lose her. Really? What? Yeah. Like in a cold sweat with a fear in my chest. I don't want to lose her. I'm afraid of losing her. I'll never find someone like her again. I was like, why? Well, maybe because I was afraid to face that fear. I suppressed a lot of parts in me that told me, David, you shouldn't get married. Uh, but it was fear. It, actually, when I tell you that you can transform from being somebody who's psychologically dependent and who has no options to somebody who has options, somebody who like, says whatever the fuck he wants, I, I live that fear. <gasps> I never find someone. And then there's the possibility of losing her. You start developing fear. Yeah. Because your, psycholo your psychology is like, oh, I'm afraid. Because when I say relationships, one of the things that I help men with is also build a high quality social network of other men. It's completely under the importance of having other men around you is completely underestimated. Because even if you just have 24 amazing male friends who are proactive about their lives, who don't piss their life down the drain with like pussy habits, like smoking weed, drinking alcohol, playing video games, people who do proactive things, and they actually cheer you on when you win, they're there for you when things go bad, then you're never going to experience that fear because your need for love and connection is met through many, many different people. Now, obviously, this isn't really related, but so you wouldn't be into the drink at all. You're in the wrong country. I do drink. <laughs> I do drink. Um, I try to not drink that often. So during Christmas and New Year's, we drank on a couple of occasions. Mm. Um, usually I try to drink maybe have one day where i drink every couple of months yeah oh yeah fair enough so you have a you have a balance to it it's not you're not a fucking addict like yeah no so i don't like i like i would like to i would like to have one day where i drink when i say drink it's like either three beers or two or three gin tonics i never get completely pissed 
like oh, yeah. once every two to three months because people completely underestimate the damage alcohol does to your brain. And this is not about preaching. It's about, the, the, it's not even about, see, people are always like, oh, long-term health. I don't care if I die at 70 or 90. It's not about that, you idiot. It's about the fact that even realize how much alcohol lessens their energy levels on a weekly basis. If you drink two times a week, I would, from my bro science opinion, predict that that lessens your energy levels by at least 20%. Do you think, yeah? 100%, dude, 100%. I know for a fact when I do drink, Jesus Christ, like I always wondered for a large period of time, but why, why do people have so little energy? Well, yeah. it's partially due, it's largely due to their habits and alcohol. Look, why do men drink alcohol when they go out? Part, partially, what do men do? They start hugging other dudes, don't they? Right? Yeah. Now, but isn't it interesting? Like I hug my friends all the time. I don't need alcohol for that. We all have a need for love and connection. But if, you, if you're not confident, you feel you're going to get judged for it, for a genuine expression of love, like because it is love to your bros, right? Not in a homosexual way, not that there's anything wrong with that, but yeah. just in a, just in a it, it is a form of love and connection. And if you feel like you can't get that, that's part of the reason that people completely underestimate why people drink alcohol. They want that affection. And then they can blame it on the alcohol. Oh, I was just pissed. And then the next day they yeah. can pretend to be cool. Then the next day they can pretend to be too cool for school, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, let me tell you something with alcohol. If you go out at a night out, does it give you confidence? Yes. But the problem is your, your communication and calibration skills decrease at the end of the night. If it's 2 a.m., if the nightclubs were fucking open, <laughs> you and I are out and you're drunk and you're doing, you, you got a good confidence uh, at the beginning of the night, who's going to win at the end of the night? Me, because I haven't had a single drink. When I go out, be it with clients or with friends, zero alcohol. You're not allowed to drink alcohol. We eat walnuts and we drink green tea on a night out. Zero alcohol. Because you have to be able to develop communication skills that like and confidence where you can just move the venue, where you can literally rock the room. You can be the center of attention of the entire room and have depended on it for the sake of confidence. Drink alcohol as an enjoyable experience. If you're on a date, yeah, have a drink or two, no problem. Mm. But if you rely on it for confidence and you've got to be radically honest, with yourself, understand that is pussy behavior, cut it out, yeah. answer the three questions, build confidence and become a fucking man. But you know what? I think it is like you say pussy behavior, but I think it is like one thing what it does is the fear of rejection you talked about earlier. It fucking disappears when you put in drink into yourself. And it is true. And you, you see a girl over the bar. And look, lads should do it when they're sober, but look, that's just the way. And I think Irish people want that as well. And look, not, not Irish people, everyone in the world probably does this as well. But see a girl in the bar to say, Jesus, right, I'll get a few drinks in myself, then I'll have the confidence. And maybe then, yeah, and as you said, like, oh, I was pissed. At least you have that fallback excuse. But, like, I don't know. I think, um, and as well as the Irish, like, I don't think we drink for any particular reason. I think we're just alcoholics just generally. I, I don't even think, you, you're probably, you are right in a lot of the stuff you say, but I think um, face value, we just love drink. And I don't think... Um, <laughs> psychologically it's funny everybody like, does man i'm from germany like people there as well i don't think irish people are more alcoholics than germans already yeah or would the germans be alcoholics as well yeah the world around the world is a, the world is an alcoholic man <laughs> yeah but, but to go back to your thing is yeah you say the fear of rejection disappears yeah it does but there's two problems immediately have you ever seen a drunk guy walk up to a girl yeah he's not good i will blow you out of the water if we do x amount of approaches statistically i will blow every single one of you out of the water every single time you're gonna go home cry catch those tears use them as lubricant and jerk yourself to sleep that's what's gonna happen if you drink alcohol and i won't okay yeah. because 
And it's not special. Anybody can learn that. I used to not be able to do that. Anybody can learn that. So one, it messes up your approach. Yes, you're more confident. You're going to do it, but it's not going to go well because girls sense that you're drunk. If it's 1 a.m. in the morning, 2 a.m. in the morning, and you're sharp as fuck, and she realizes, wow, he has high energy. So it may be cocaine. Obviously, it shouldn't be. But it, it could be, be cocaine. cocaine. But it's way too calibrated <laughs> for it to be alcohol. You stand out immediately. Yeah. Right? So that's one thing. And second of all, the more important thing that it does is it fucks with your self-esteem if, because you know, you cannot kid yourself that you know, you'll know that you're drinking because you want the confidence. You know that you're not going to be able to do the approach if you didn't drink. And since you know that within yourself, it fucks with your self-esteem. What builds self-esteem confidence? Doing difficult things, being able to do something that 90% of men are not able to do. If you know for a fact that you can walk out on Grafton Street, if I, I know and my clients and like any man can learn that, any man. You can get the skill where you, you can drop you off in 90% of the way, anywhere in the Western world, basically most places in the world. And within two days, you can find a girlfriend. You just know that. That's just not a maybe, maybe three days, but maximum three days is going to take you to find a girlfriend. If you know that for a fact, that makes you confident as fuck. Yeah, no, it, no, it is true. Yeah. Um, the last question I want to ask you, we'll just finish up on this. And it's red flags in a relationship, do you think? That sounds, I'll go from the meta, I'll go into very practical details now. Is she easily offended? Does she get easily defensive? You can't see on the camera, but you know this look like, eh, look of disgust when they're like, eh. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I get you. Yeah. Defensive behavior, easily offended. This is one of the biggest red flags. Now, that being said, sometimes doesn't mean that you now have permission to say whatever and she's supposed to take it. No, that's obviously nonsense. Yeah. But in general, I can tell you for a fact, I can make politically correct joke X. Some girls are gonna laugh about it. They're gonna think it's ridiculously funny. Other girls are not gonna laugh about it. Now you might say, well, that's just down to humor. It's not just down to humor. If she constantly, if she's defensive, feels the need to justify herself, if she's like, oh, you think you're so smart. And she gives you a few too many shit tests, a few too many congruence tests, she's insecure deep down inside. Now we all, all human beings have insecurities. Every person has fear within themselves. That's absolutely true. But many men, they end up in relationships with women and it's just terrible for both of them. And it's just, there's people you need to avoid, right? You have to understand. So like for self-esteem is one, biggest, biggest one. How defensive is she? And then also let's talk, we wanna know how open-minded is the person? How conservative is the person, right? That's huge. And then maybe not so much about red flags, so I'm not going into red flags right now. I'm going more into general compatibility, but it kind of answers your question in a roundabout way. So yeah. what should you look for? You got to look like most importantly, your values. Okay. Uh, I'm kind of politically homeless. I believe a little bit of this, a little bit of this. Uh, I don't want to put myself in either camp, but if you are, if you have strong political convictions, which are grounded in your values and you're not just regurgitating trends, then she has to have the same. If you're religious, she has to be religious. It's not a debate. If you're an atheist, she has to be an atheist. You have to agree on that. You, for example, right, with me and my ex-wife, a couple of things we're gonna talk. I'll never talk, speak bad about her as a person, just a couple of lack of compatibilities. My humor is very politically incorrect, okay? It's just, yeah. just what I am, right? My parents are a bit like that, right? They are incredibly educated, smart people, but like politically quite incorrect. And she says, some people get offended. Well, I, I think if you get offended by that, again, that's a lack of self-esteem and I shouldn't be dating you in the first place because you're going to make my life a living hell. But like politically correct humor, that's one. Um, adventurousness. Even just for example, my, my ex-wife, she didn't like the fact that I was loud. She was always like, oh. and I don't blame her. I don't blame her. 
like it's 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 not a right or wrong it's just different you know and i was just yeah. too stupid to recognize that it's not that i was stupid but i didn't have anybody who teaches me that that's why men are fucked because mm -hmm. society expects and it's not like at the moment you can obviously change that it's not like you do not from a deterministic perspective but it's like that's why so many men are struggling currently because nobody's helping them with it so most important thing if you take one thing away make sure you want you find somebody who's excited about you do not settle for a girl being okay with you and then she goes and sucks somebody else's dick you want somebody who's excited about you they are somebody who's excited about you and somebody whose baseline level of happiness and security with herself is very high that is the most important thing if you do that the probability you're going to be happy for your life is already a lot higher well, yeah, I must have taken out there. So my, um, I'm going to start putting that into practice now. Tomorrow, the day after. So there's no stopping me now. Uh, uh, right, so this week for Cabot Chats, we're just talking about, uh, I suppose, the rise of Harlan, the infamous rise of Harlan in the club. Uh, obviously, it's a dual club. We're not uh, overshadowing the football. Football, obviously, is a great, great sport as well. Um, but yeah, just talking about the Harlan, you know, it doesn't get as much noise in the club as the football, in my opinion. So uh, just take it away there, can you? Right, so under 15s down to nursery. Hurling was introduced at nursery level in 2010 by current Hurling coordinator Tom Murray. On Tommy. They won the first Hurling trophy with their under 12 Division 4 in 2015. On the same day, their under 12 team in Division 2 narrowly lost to Cock in their final. They were also named Hurling Club of the Year by North Board in 2015. This was followed up by the under 12 winning Division 2 in 2016 and being promoted to Division 1 for the following year. In 2016, Kappa amalgamated with Broadford at under 14 under the name Northern Gales. They played in Fela and lost to Selbridge in the final and went on to win the Shield final in the Shield against Selbridge. The Northern Gales followed up this uh, winning another Shield final in the autumn of 2016. Oh. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, oh yeah, that's not a bad old history. What are we going now? Sure, we're 12, this is the 12th year. Like, sure, we haven't, we haven't done too bad to be fair, like, considering we started from fucking nothing. Yeah, no, I'm fair. It's like, I've a good few medals there from just like cups and shields, like just hurling. Like, we've won a good bit in fairness now. Yeah, what yeah. was it? 12 years, yeah, it's been 12 years, Christ almighty. Jeez, yeah, this is the 12th, yeah. So, 10th anniversary would have been 2020. Fucking hell. So, yeah, we should have, we should have done something for that. How have we never done that? COVID, probably. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah, that's yeah right. we should, we should have actually, yeah, now I think we still should have got something done, but uh, just thinking, yeah, like, should have started 2010. There was the three teams. I remember three teams. There was your age, like so. Tommy and Shay took them. They yeah. well, there would have been three or four teams, I'd say, but you would have been the youngest, like your age. So like the lads who'd be under, they'd be minor now coming this year, and then there was yeah, us. They were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there was us, Joe. You know, then obviously Ty Mar and who else was over that fucking team? Um, there was another fucking person. No, Shay had a part to play in that team as well, and then yeah. um. And then, yeah, under 12s then, or no, the full, then who else was there? Yeah, then there was Donald Griffin had the, a team two years older. So no, like there was three teams and they kind of fell apart. Like your team is nearly the only one with all their players left. Like every other team, like no one's fault. It's just kind of both fell apart. I don't know why. Yeah. No, no, in fairness, it's been good, good 12 years. Yeah. We should do something now for the 25th, uh, the 25th year or something like that. That'd be class. Yeah, we should. Yeah. What age will we be for 25th? That'd be... 13. Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, 30. Oh, I don't Jesus. Fuck Christ, I'll be 32. Jesus. Like, yeah, it would be senior by then, probably. 
yeah, you'd like to think so, and <laughs> you're fucking citizens. Um, but uh, we, no, we'll have to. I think thinking about it, like we can't look back. Like say, even picture this, like the 25th anniversary. We kind of have to be sitting there saying, "Geez, the last 25 years we actually won stuff." Imagine the 25th anniversary. Do you know the way you see all the teams? And there's just all the trophies behind them. Imagine we just have yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the name of our team. Like we can't kind of yeah. have to get going and win and stuff, you know? Yeah, no, fair enough. That hasn't this joke hasn't been updated in a while. Like obviously it's Wikipedia, but uh they um we've we've won a good bit since then. Like that was last updated like twenty seventeen, I think. So since then we've actually won a good few. So there's more to add to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no, like it, it the, the hurling in the club has got big, like all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, but yeah, over the few yeah. years, like like ages, like now you actually that's walking around like poking her, poking the ball and stuff. Like I never like when we were all like nine, ten, that didn't fucking exist. Like hurling was kind of half. Yeah. It was like playing rounders. No, even, at the end even of the I go, if I go to a football match, I'll still bring the stick down. Like yeah, no, same. Yeah, like I don't like to say it, but it it, it is a. Coming from a neutral who likes, doesn't mind football, it, hurling is a slightly better sport. Now, if the wrong person ends up listening to this, it'll be fucking war. But uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I, I think it's a better sport. I don't think there's any argument. That's, that's nothing against like people who play football, but it's a, I think it's a fucking well. I don't think there's any comparison. But, so. Yeah, no, I think, I think, I think most people would agree there. They probably, probably um, be stupid if they didn't. But uh, no, it is, it is. It's more skillful. Like you have to be. More skill involved, but like, probably have to be tougher as well. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. There's a lad. There's a lad behind you trying to bait a stick off you. Like, you have to be. You know, you have to be much tougher. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um. But I, I'd say I was just thinking about this. The topic I, I was saying. Um, if it wasn't for Tom, I don't want to be. And I say if Tommy listens to this, he'd probably cringe. But like, I know a lot of lads and me own fucking dad and a lot of not just a lot of lads. There's five or six lads who had a fucking huge role in starting the whole thing. Donald Griffin, Shea, I don't want to leave anyone out. But Tommy, I'd say, if it wasn't for Tommy, I don't think the whole thing would actually still be going, to be honest. No, Maybe I'm wrong. Like he is just, he's just hurling magic. Like he's just, oh yeah, I don't know where we'd be without Tommy now, in fairness. Like, yeah. amount of stuff he's after doing for us, Christ, I'm, really, like, I'm glad it was him that, like, founded it. And, like, I'm glad it was him that, you know, won the first, like, the first ever cup for Hurley, you know, like remember another twelves, mm. and it'll be him now coaching the first like adult team in Capital. So I'm glad it's him, like. Yeah, no, no, because I, I was even talking to him today, and I said that to him before I started recording, and uh, I was talking to him today, and you can just tell like he's not he's not from Capital, but you can just tell he's as much he loves the club as much as anyone else does. That's from Capital, like he doesn't, you know, like you think if a, a kind of blowing like Tommy would kind of wouldn't be as connected to the club, but, like, he's a real, you know, he is a Kappa man, like, you know, at this stage, maybe, you know, obviously from Boards Mill, but, like, <laughs> like, just, and just even talking to him, like, I thought, like, I know I'm from Ad for Hurling, I'm talking of shit about, but, like, he, it just lives and breathes, like, I've never talked, I don't know about you, but I've never talked to Tommy about anything other than Hurling. Yeah, no, he wears the, he wears the Kappa halves more in the Boards Mill, so I think he's, I think he's on our side now, so... Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, I think we adopted him, all right? Yeah, uh, we have him, though. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, we've, we've done well. Like, we have... I don't know how many... And even the youth, like, structure, or whatever you call it, 
like we've under sevens teams we've not like sure you know yourself like you ref all the games as well yeah like, yeah, all, yeah. Get, we've seen we've actually decent like like before when we only had three teams we were just struggling but like we actually have like under sevens to like probably under 18s we have a solid structure like. yeah like even yeah even in them when you're reffing them sevens eights nine games you can see there's boys in it and they're just like unreal and you can just tell they're going to be class and they're all like do you know what I mean like yeah no no you'd always yeah you'll always see it like even lads like the lad um like even fucking Dara Sloan he used to play with us and he plays a ball now but uh like he plays county but you could always see that he was always a standout like when we were playing under eights like he was miles ahead of anyone else. Like I remember if Dara didn't turn up to a game, he'd nearly turn around and go home because he literally carried the team. Um, but no, like he was. Like there is some lads in your team, and you always tell from when they're seven, eight that they're going to be furious. Yeah, but like even with like, all like, like as you were saying back then, we had like three teams and we were struggling. But now we've like, just say our team just loses numbers now. We have the younger boys to back us up, and then you have the younger lads again. Like, there's so many lads to back us up now. Yeah, no, it's so, true. Like, for yeah. Yeah, no, it's great to be fair. No, I, we, like, we're actually in a decent position now. Like, in terms of adult hurlers, we don't really have any. Like, there's no point saying, like, I'm whatever, 19. Don't think, like, you count me as, like, a very good hurler. Like, probably kind of half average or below average, whatever. Then, like, you have a few lads, like Adam Dorn, Mulgy, if he plays. Do you know, so we have a few boys, but, like, we haven't any proper adults, like, mid-twenties. So, like, that's probably the one. No, no, that's the thing. Like, we're still, we're still such a young team, like, going up, like, yeah. be tough, but, like, we'd be up for it anyway. I'm buzzing for it now. I hope it goes well. It should go. It should go well. Last no, year, I thought it was good. The trainings were good last year. Yeah, the training, And yeah. the intensity was actually good as well. Yeah, no, like, to be fair, like, we've turned it around a lot. Like, like, like them trainings... Do you know, there was obviously some of them were like, we're fucking cap, but not to be fair, like, not like, not none against any of the managers, it wasn't any of their fault. It's just all it's all every every training is bad because of players, nothing out of matters. But uh, not to be fair now, like, fucking the boys kicked on seriously, um, this year. But the trains are actually unreal, like, lads were proper going for each other in trains, which is what you want to see. Like. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you're, I, I don't know what kind of switch this year, but like, the boys just turned it on so much, and it's class to see, even. When you're not even involved in the rocks and you're just watching someone else in the rock, it's class. Like boys battling against each other, it's unreal to watch. Yeah, no, it is. No, I love that. I love that to see lads absolutely fucking going for each other. Like it's just because I'm at like it's because I hated it before. Like even not all the time, but sometimes to be a train to be a bit tame and lads that kind of half swing in the stick to go from or something and to be so pedestrian. Like it, like if you're playing in a match, like you always have to try and like imagine you're playing like an All Ireland or some big match. Like if you're playing an All Ireland, are you just gonna swing in a stick and kind of walk after that? Like you're gonna try and plant them in the ground if you can. So like that's kind of what you have to do in training as well, you know? Yeah. No, but I think I think everyone was just so kind of depressed after that. Remember we lost to Columbus in the summer in the yeah. 17th league. I think it was. I think it was anyway. Yeah. And then after that, everyone was like, right, boys, you know, we're not losing again. Like, I know we lost the cock. Like, we played them three times in there. We gave them good rattles each time. Like, yeah. Like, I know the final was kind of, there was a few soft goals. That was kind of defensive errors, but like, I'm including myself in that. But um, yeah, no, I hope it goes well now. It should go well. So, buzzing for it. Yeah, no, hopefully now we'll, um, uh, yeah, hopefully it goes well. And uh, Kappa for Junior 2022. So, that's it. <laughs> That's it.